welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunogi. I'm an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do also follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating as well as that really helps this podcast reach more people. And in addition to that, we would love if you could leave a comment. Comment today comes from Dr. Richard, uh, who gave it five, gave this podcast five stars, said, really intriguing. I find this to be super informative and useful. Thank you, Dr. Richard. And again, no need to be super eloquent or in-depth if you don't feel like you want to. Um, so even simple comments like this really help us know a little bit more about what you find to be helpful, what you find to be instructive, and what direction we need to be taking the podcast in next. All right. So please continue to send in those comments and send us feedback. We want to know how to better help all of you achieve the goals that you have for your higher education. All right. Today, I want to talk a little bit about a big, not myth, it's not really a myth, but language that you're going to see a lot around the world of college admissions. And this is the language of match versus fit. This is language that you're going to hear a lot of like, oh, we need to look at your match schools and then we need to look at your fit for each of these schools that type of thing. That's usually where you're going to hear this a lot or match versus fit. And they're often held in opposition to each other. And I wanted to take some time to clarify what each of these terms mean so that when you hear them, you know what they're talking about, but also give everybody some guidance as to how to prioritize these. Because if you spend too much time focusing on one versus the other, uh, it can lead to problems in selection, but also problems when it comes to you actually getting into a particular school once you're there. Okay, so um, to start off with baseline definitions, first, uh, match. So match is your stats, basically, right? It's your GPA, your test scores, your ranking. It's all those things that colleges tell you this is the first thing that we look at when you submit your application, right? These are your baseline stats. And most colleges have cut, not really official cutoffs, but they do have averages that they like to say, right? That our average student has a 3.8 GPA. They take 10 to 12 AP classes, and they have an SAT of blank or an ACT of blank, and a TOEFL score of blank, right? These are baseline match criteria. And oftentimes, uh, when you are building a college list, one of the first things you should take into consideration, just because most websites that rank universities, whether that be College News or College Vine, wherever you're going, or, or College Raptor, wherever you're going to decide on the ranking of your school, one of the first things that is going to be listed is going to be these baseline stats, right? Of the average GPA of applicants, the average SAT score of applicants. And you can use that to decide kind of initially, right? Take an initial first stab as sort of putting together your reach and your target and your safety list, okay? So um, these baseline stats are important. However, these stats can be A of all um, misleading, but also I really want to encourage students to use these as a starting point, but not as the finish line, right? These are the starting point, not the destination, in part because colleges ultimately are looking for a lot more than that. And my sometimes what I feel like when I get students who come in who've been working with their high school counselor and then they come in and they talk to me, 
and I look at the list that their counselor has given them, it's basically a match list, right? Is that we've looked at our history of students who have applied to these schools. I've looked at your test scores. I've looked at your GPA. And I have this graph, right, that says, okay, these students with this, in, in all of our school's history, this these students with this GPA and this test score got in. These got deferred. These got rejected, right? You are at or above the acceptances that we've seen in the past. So this is a good fit for you. you this is a good match for you, you are um, you are below that. So maybe this might be more of a reach for you. You are way below that. This is a super reach for you. So a lot of schools, a lot of high schools, when built first suggesting a list, right, are doing so off of your match score, your match statistics, and which isn't to say that the, the match isn't important. Um, I think that. You always, at the end of the day, it's always a gamble and uh, making sure that you clear the baseline, especially when determining your target and your safety schools. I think reaches, everyone can kind of agree on what those reaches are, right? If you're, if you're applying for the Ivy Leagues, you're applying for Stanford, you're applying for um, Georgia Tech, right? All of these are going to be reaches kind of regardless of your, of your match, right? You're, no one's a match really for the Ivy Leagues or for some of the, for the top 20 schools, right? But that's also a reason why kind of the fit piece, which we're going to talk about a bit, becomes eventually important. So just keep in mind that match is your stats. And match can be a very important thing insofar as um, it changes the options that you can start to look for for fit. Okay, It changes the options that you can start to look for for fit. And there are mentioned a bunch of different ways we can talk about kind of an analogy like this, right? And so if you look at colleges kind of at the all of the different colleges in the US in the UK in Japan in Canada all over there are so many different choices and in that sense they're kind of like a buffet right um, you have your kind of Ivy League schools which are of course like the Flamignon, right the very the lobster right the caviar all the very fancy stuff and then you have kind of a whole range of different food selections right you've got the McDonald's over on one side you've got all these different foods to choose from match is your dietary requirement in some ways, right? And so if you do not get the right test scores, if you do not get good grades in challenging classes that are pushing the extent of what your curriculum can provide, right? If you're not achieving these baseline marks, it's kind of like going into a buffet and saying, oh, I am a vegan or going in and saying, I have a peanut allergy, right? All of a sudden, there are just whole like turn whole tables of food that are not available to you, right? And so your ability to find that perfect dish, your ability to find that satisfying meal, right, is now arbitrarily and pretty significantly limited because your match, your, your grades aren't there, your test scores aren't there, okay? And so... This is kind of how I like to think about match versus fit is that match is what gives you more opportunities to find fit because the reality is that most students go into college thinking they want to study one thing and graduate with something completely different. Even within the same major, their focus will have shifted pretty significantly almost across the board. Very few students graduate with the same perspective as they had coming in and that's 
normal. That should be what is happening. If college didn't change your mind about things, I don't think it's a very good college, right? So there is that's bound to happen. But your opportunity to then switch into that or your opportunity to grow in those ways, to try a new food, to try a new dish and discover, oh, actually, I really love raspberry ice cream or actually, I really love unagi and and sea urchin, right? If you're on a no seafood diet because you got bees, you're going to only be able to choose from the meat and the veggies. Now, within the meat and the veggies, of course, there's going to be very good, delicious stuff. However, you're missing out on the opportunity to choose, right? And so that's the extent to which I think match is important, is that match defines the choices you can eventually make when it comes to fit. Because you may want a particular program. You may discover, right, as you're going through schools and as you're going through high school, you're like, oh, and I'll just give an example of something that's come up a lot with my students, material science. I love material science. It's so interesting. I really want to go to a school that offers a really strong material science program. Awesome. I'm very happy for you. And then they send me their transcript. And I'm like, all the schools that would even have this program in a way that would really serve you are not options for you right now because your stats aren't there, right? You don't clear that baseline bar that I can't even give you the fit option, right? I can't even give you the fit option because you're not matched, okay? And so in that context, right, match is very important because it determines what what kind of buffet you're going to be getting when you go through your school selection process, okay? But... I think that that is very superficial. I think that what I love most about working with students is pushing beyond that and really delving a little bit more into fit, okay? So fit is everything else, right? And so while it matches your GPA, your test scores, your ranking, fit is everything else. Location, weather, alumni alumni support network, right? Do you have the right major? Do you have the specific concentration within the major, right? What are the unique oppor- opportunities that are there, right? What, how, how involved is the university in the, in the community, big or small school, right? Do they have a co-op, right? All of these things become the fit process. And that's where the real discovery is. And that's where working with a counselor who has extensive knowledge of a wide, 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 wide range of schools and doesn't just know their match stats, but knows their fit, right? You want to be do either doing your own research to find the culture and the priorities of the school, or you want to work with someone who knows these things and can point you in that direction. Because that the fit part is ultimately the most important, right? I've had, I have students who have matched, right? Who are statistically matched to very competitive schools, get in and real get in because it's like quote unquote the best school that was available for them of of what they were so of what they were offered to get there and realize oh they don't actually have the thing that I really want to study right oops right or they ed'd because they bought into this idea that ed really improves your chances the most which kind of does right but then they end up going to a school that name value is phenomenal obviously right but 
also, again, similarly ends up not being in the location or not ends up not being the kind of cultural fit or ends up not having the program or the professor or the opportunities, right, that they really want to pursue. I was talking with one student who had um, just gone off to a to LMU, Loyola Marymount University, uh, in her second year. Um, and she had a classmate who uh, was she had a she had a classmate who was also at LMU and transferred from LMU out away to USC, right? Most people would consider that a huge upgrade, right? LMU to USC, both great schools, but in terms of the recognition and the strength of the overall programs in that way, USC should be easily steps above LMU, right? This student talks to me and says this classmate that transferred to USC ended up emailing and reaching out back to my student because my student at LMU had received more undergraduate research opportunities than this classmate could even hope to achieve at USC. Both were considering going to grad school and having some having published research is huge in terms of helping you get in uh, for the subject that they were studying. The student at LMU was able to um, easily because it is a smaller school. There are it's a smaller program. She's a bigger fish. They had she had more opportunities. By the time she was finishing her second year, she had been uh, she had been co-author for a couple papers, was presenting research on another project, and was working with a couple different professors to work on developing a few more things. So by the time she graduates and starts applying for grad school, she will have five to six publications on her list. Right, the student who went off to USC has to fight tooth and nail for these research opportunities. It is a bigger pool. She's a smaller fish, right? And you have to compete and Therefore, the positions, the opportunities aren't there, right? And so in terms of match, right, the student clearly had all the things to be a match for the school and for what generally people would all consider to be an incredible upgrade to be able to say, oh, you went to LMU and then you transferred to USC. Most students would kill for that, especially given the recent acceptance rates at, at USC, right? It's such a good school and a competitive school. But for what the student ultimately wanted to do. And this was beyond major. Both schools have this major. It's a very popular major, right? But in terms of how university was going to equip her for that next step, right, which is grad school, LMU was actually a better fit or would have been a better fit if she had chosen to stay because she would have had the same opportunities that my student had to really own the research project, the research process, the independent research process. Okay, And so that's kind of where the match versus fit can become tricky because we, especially the, the generation of parents and in general, kind of cling to this reality that universities and the name they carry means a lot. And I totally understand that if you are going to be spending $65,000, $75,000 a year, you want a return on investment. And having an Ivy League school on your diploma absolutely means something, absolutely opens doors. But you also want to make sure that that money that you are spending, you are spending on opportunities that the student, your child, actually wants to be able to pursue and can in a meaningful way. And so I think that's kind of where this duality and really making sure you're taking the time 
to find the right fit matters, which is why tours matter, which is why taking a tour while school is in session really matters, which is why really doing in-depth research, go beyond the webpage, right? Reach out to students on the campus, ask them about their lived experiences, right? See if you can reach some professors, right? Um, One of the schools I've been helping students kind of arrange summer tours or spring break tours recently a lot. And um, one of the uh, one of the things that came up was Boston College, right? Boston College has what is called Eagle for a Day, right? Where you go and instead of just an information session and come ask some questions with a hundred other families and then come, come take a tour, which is essentially an architecture tour, right? All of these things are important, but really if you're seeing 17 schools in two weeks, they're all going to blur together. What Eagle for a Day allows you to do is basically it's kind of the prospective student system, right? You go and you don't just spend half an hour tour, or half an hour info session. You spend three hours. You're paired with a student. They take you to class. You basically get to follow around a student for a day. You get to see the dorms. You get to see the dining hall. You get to meet the students' friends and classmates, right? You follow them around and you basically get to shadow a day in the life of a Boston College student. That's huge for fit, right? That's huge. And even if other schools don't necessarily offer this, ask, right? It's very important for you to ask. And in in thereby, it's also very important for you to have the right questions, right? And really take some time to think about what you want out of your university experience, okay? Because even though it's a buffet, your stomach can only hold so much, Right? You're going to have to make choices. And just because all the food is available, everyone has favorite foods, right? And you need to find the thing that is serving your, your favorite food, right? The food that you really, really, really want to eat. And that takes some time. That takes talking to people. That takes doing your own research, right? Don't just go off of YouTube videos. Don't just go off of those things. Reach out to people who are actually there, who can build a relationship with you, who are willing to answer your questions, right? And can give you meaningful, honest, straightforward answers. Talk to them. Figure out, do they have the programs that you want to study? Is the workload the way you want it to be? How competitive is it? How political is it? What is it like to practice your religion on this camp? There are so many different things. And it's very important for you to start to be a discerning shopper, right? Because a lot of kids look at the application process as, oh my gosh, I'd be so grateful if such and such a school accepted me. Sure, right? Colleges are absolutely shopping for kids, right? That sounds terrible. But colleges are absolutely looking for to build their class and are looking for kids. But you are also a discerning consumer who is looking for colleges because these colleges, this experience, this thing is going to be around a quarter, at least a quarter of a million dollars, right? If you were to spend a quarter million dollars on anything else, whether that be a new laptop, a car, a house, right, whatever, you would do your research, right? So think about it like that, is that you need to be able to talk to your parents and convince them why a quarter of a million dollars is worth it. It's a good name, is not enough. But also as you start to move away from the obvious target schools, as you start to move away from the filet mignon and the foie gras, right? Once you get to the middle of the pack, right? 
the cost hasn't changed. And so why am I paying $75,000 a year for ground beef? You need to be able to make an argument as to why that ground beef is the perfect food for you. Okay? That comes from research. That comes from time. That comes from really starting this process soon. Don't wait till the end of junior year to when your school says it's time to get started, to get started. That's not going to be helpful and it's going to, you're going to be stressed and you're going to rush your, your targets and your safeties. Right? Finding the, great, the right targets and safeties is hard because fit when you get to that level is so much more important. Right? And so um, start early. If you can use your summer to start going on some tours, do so. If you have questions on how to do that, obviously I'm here. Right? Um, take some time to do your research on the type of dining experience you want to, to have. It's four years of, um, it's four years and you have the whole world to choose from, right? But you're probably only, you're only going to go to one, maybe two, right? Figure out what you, where you want to go, okay? It's very much that. It's like, yes, it's a buffet, but you have one plate, right? What are you going to fill it with? I would research I would take the time to find things out, okay? All right. My food analogy will end there. This is an ongoing theme for how I like to talk about things. I just find it to be the most relevant thing to do. Everyone's got to eat, right? And so, um, and in the kind of the same way, everyone kind of feels like they need to go to college. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that explained kind of the difference between match and fit and how they interact and why match is important, but match ultimately just determines how much you get to, how much fit you get to actually decide on versus how much is going to be decided for you. Fit ultimately is super important and something that you should lean into and spend the time to try to figure out um, early as soon as possible. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on match versus fit. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. And as mentioned, please do send feedback, leave us comments, let us know how we're doing, let us know what you want to hear, what would be helpful for you. I'm more than happy to dedicate a podcast to that, right? Um, we also regularly host events both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and real admissions officers, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.